Welcome. This is ActiveSpirituality.life. It is a weekly forecast program with astrology and a guided meditation activation to help you make the most of your week. It's run by Pamela Cuccinell, that's me, the astrologer, and Susie Mazzoli, Master Healer. We invite you to find out more about our individual work, Susie Mazzoli, susiemazzoli-healer.com, or insightoasis.com for astrology. You can also find both of us at activespirituality.life, and we look forward to your joining us every week. Please share with your friends. Here we go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to activespirituality.life with Pamela Cuccinell and Susan Mazzoli. Pam is going to let us know all about week 13 of 2022, starting with Monday, March the 28th, and then I will be back as Pam uh, takes us into April. I'll be back with our 10-minute meditation. Thanks so much, Pam. What's ahead? Okay, we're in the world of Aries now, so uh, things are moving, moving quickly, whether we want them to or not. And on the 28th, one of the things that's going on is that the moon is in the sign of Aquarius. All the times I give her Eastern time, I should mention, and you need to adjust depending on where you are on the planet. So with the moon in Aquarius, going to that point where it will be in direct line with the planet Saturn in the mid-morning, we are being called to take responsibility for what we really believe in and value on this day. I mean, in general, one could theorize, shouldn't we do that every day? But you may feel a specific call to action or need, demand, uh, commitment, stepping up to something that really is calling to you on this morning. It may be an actual invitation or response that's required, or it may be something that you're just feeling within your deeper self. And whatever that is, it's important to acknowledge, mark it, And be sure that you're going to give energy to it at some point, either on this particular day or as we move forward. We are in the waning moon cycle, just a couple of days left before we get to that new moon in Aries. And what happens at this time of year when we're basically finishing up the lunar travel through the zodiacal belt, because in astrology, Aries kicks off and we move into Pisces, the end sign, which ideally is the culmination of everything we've learned and gathered over this past year. And what are we kind of brewing or bringing with us as we kick off into the next energetic lunar big year cycle. So the thing about astrology and looking at the zodiac is that we are not married at all to the solar calendar. We look at the solar calendar 
And it certainly has an energetic thrust because when we change a year, like now we're in 2022, we're in an energy that's about six because that's what 2022 distills down to. So we certainly take note of that. But in astrology, the thrust of the year begins with the spring equinox, which has happened. And now we are looking, although if you're in the southern hemisphere, it's it's still an equinox. It's just you're in the colder months and the northern hemisphere is in the entering into the warmer months. But all that being said, what's happening is we are entering a period that has so much to do with where we are gathering momentum. So on the 28th, we are actually winding down certain energetic pieces that have been with us through this long lunar cycle of 13 lunar months. And we were entering into another energetic lunar cycle. And the lunar cycles are more about um, emotions, how we react to things, organic growth. So not just growth of plants, but growth of projects, industries, where our heart is. And looking at the bigger world, of course, a lot of things are ending and there's a lot of confusion, panic, fear, all understandable emotions. So on this morning of the 28th, Monday, with the moon in Aquarius, as it moves conjunct Saturn, I see this as a real emotional commitment to the air cycle that we are in, which those who've been listening or other astrology know is going on for another 180 years or so. So let's step up to that bigger commitment, which is more about working collectively, the individual within the collective, not the individual, I am the most important one, making decisions that affect the collective. And that has been the overall tone of way too many centuries prior to now. <clears throat> and we can see how decisions of just a handful of people affect huge swaths of humankind. We are on the precipice of change about this. So this morning is a time to focus in prayer, in meditation, in earthing, connecting to nature, regardless of if you're on a, the 20th floor of an apartment building, know that you are part of the whole, you have an effect on the whole, and a positive outlook and belief in how we can sweep and make this change and transformation happen is everything. So I invite you to consider that the morning 
of Monday the 28th. The moon goes void, of course, at 10, 11 a.m. <clears throat> and then we also have a picture in the sky between Venus and Saturn when the moon is void. And one thing about when the moon is void, of course, uh, those who listen a lot know that uh, I, I always say it's not a time you want to initiate something, certainly in the waning moon cycle, although it depends on your personal astrology. But in general, it's better to finish things up, look at where you've gone, put things to rest, prepare for what's coming forward. And uh, basically, it's a time to recharge and sort of calm the waters. So this configuration of Saturn and uh, Venus is, again, another reminder or ramping up the possibilities of what can happen when we stand with like-minded people and how the one has such a huge effect on the integrity of the many. And the moon is void, of course, for the rest of the day. So once again, even if it's just a brief breathing meditation where you just sit for a few minutes and just breathe to a point of calm, you are restoring energetic balance, not only to you, but to what has a reverberation effect to so many people around you and in ways we can't even imagine or know. So the moon doesn't enter Pisces until just after midnight, which is entering the 29th, of course, and that happens at 12.32 a.m. <clears throat> and once the moon has entered Pisces, then we're in some really juicy energy that's back to... Um, Again, I love to talk about Hecate. Hecate, the great goddess, the midwife of death and birth. And she is the gateway. If you can picture this big, powerful, and yet calm and holding goddess, a goddess who just holds space for entries and um, leaving. And we're in a time when so much must leave so that the new can enter. So picture this powerful energy, standing, legs spread, arms akimbo, just welcoming in whatever is to come and allowing whatever must to leave. And that's what's holding the space for these couple of days, the 29th and the 30th. Because what we have is we have, let me just focus on this. Yes, what we have from <clears throat> the time that uh, Pisces enters, um, rather the moon is in the sign of Pisces. The moon <clears throat> will make pictures in the sky that are so supportive of the mystical changes that are taking place. And what happens when we allow, see, here's the thing. Pisces being the 12th sign is all about not forcing what you think should be, how you think it should be done from the intellectual brain. 
<clears throat> but allowing the process, the innate intelligence of the biological organic systems to evolve. And we know that human beings have done a lot of monkeying around <laughs> with evolution, <laughs> which I'm not making a judgment on this one way or the other, but I do sense from a metaphysician's perspective that certain tinkering maybe is allowable and even okay, but other tinkering, the organic system is going to do what it needs to do to holistically be well. <clears throat> and with concerns about climate changes, that's all part of it. And the more we work with and allow the process, knowing that it can be for everyone's benefit, the better. So Tuesday and Wednesday are days to be allowing, to allow the fluidity, to see what comes up for you, to see what presents itself. Because the things that present itself over this period of time, if we've been focused on what it is we want to bring in that's bigger, that's better, that's more imaginative than what we can actually construct with our human brain, huh, the more possibilities come forward. And it is a very rich balsamic moon, the dark of moon time before we get into that thrust and spark of the Aries moon. And that occurs on the 31st. So the 31st, the new moon kicks off. Uh, it's exact. Actually, it really is exact on April 1st, excuse me depending on the time zone. It's exact at 2.24 a.m. Eastern time on April Fool's. And so it had gone void of course on the 31st at 2.37 a.m. It enters Aries at 5.30 a.m. on Thursday the 31st. And those of us with a lot of air and fire in our chart <clears throat> will probably feel like this call to action, like got to jump out of bed. Maybe I'm waking up earlier than usual. I am on the go, go, go. And that's great, except the thing about this new moon <clears throat> is that it bucks the status quo, it bucks the authority, it bucks the, um, the power structures. And what I mean by that is that we can come in with a lot of tremendous energy and momentum, which we can feel is gathering on Thursday, the 31st, but we're still in dark of moon time until that April 1st wee hours when it hits the new moon. So if we had been doing our homework with the fecund 
time when Hecate is kind of allowing us to see what's presented to us and go with whatever the flow and fluidity is. Maybe, oh, it's really easy to work with this person, even though I've been wanting to work with that person. So maybe I should see what this person has to offer because I was so convinced the other person was the only candidate for the job. And maybe I'm wrong because this is what's being presented to me. This is what's in flow. This is the person who's ready. Who am I to presume I know better than the holistic organic changes that are in place to do what's necessary to make the magic happen? So what's key on these days of dark of moon, and it's, it's a long, rich cycle. When we're working with the Pisces moon, <clears throat> it's basically all day, Tuesday and Wednesday. And then on Thursday, once the moon's entered Aries, it's a little less comfortable because we're not so comfy in the flow. We want to take action. And yet things aren't really coming together in the way that we'd like. So what's important is to trust the process and to know that the momentum kicks off once the new moon happens. But even when it kicks off, we're going to be confronting, <clears throat> actually in the end, what we're really confronting is our innermost demons. It can look like someone, you know, we're projecting onto, oh, that guy, oh, that head of state, oh, that terrible person in the news, oh, my boss, uh, my husband, you know, whoever it is who's making us crazy. And yet it always comes back to how can I be the change? How can I be the transformation? How can I address myself? to allow the process to happen. <clears throat> I'm not saying this is easy. I'm not saying I do this like the snap of my fingers. I do not. <laughs> One of the um, challenges about being someone who does the work I do or Susie does or anyone who's basically pretty adept at whatever their skill is in one of the metaphysical or, or healing arts is we are continually being presented with our own stuff continually and yet even as i say this to you it's a reminder to me always that this is the way to proceed because when i do when we do it all happens with greater ease and grace. So Friday, April Fool's, my late mother's birthday, always a special day to me. <clears throat> the new moon, as I said, is exact at 2.24 a.m. <clears throat> and once it's cooking, once it's really kicked in, 
then we're in this energy which will affect us basically throughout the waxing moon cycle. How personally it affects us has to do where that Aries new moon falls in your horoscope. So it can be very um, magnetic and transformational and not necessarily easy at all. Because this moon, even though it's got a lot of support from energy that has to do with action, that's Mars, with deep healing, that's Chiron, with getting the support and right players on board, that's Saturn. It also, in the end, must come to terms with Pluto. And so what that means is we, we are basically at war with the shadow. So we're at war with our personal shadow, whatever that may be. It may be about money concerns. It may be about things that um, I want to hide or not admit to myself. It can be a, um, a habit or something that uh, kind of pulls us down, whatever that may be. The positive of this is that we are in a place of confrontation with it. And when you can see it and identify it, it's so much more available to us to slay that dragon. Once again, doesn't mean it's easy, but denial gets us nowhere. So very deep healing days, excellent day to do some therapeutic work, um, psychological, emotional, uh, physical, um, spiritual. Saturday, the moon goes void, of course, at 9.51 a.m. So Saturday morning can be uh, really kind of bumpy uh, if you're getting in arguments with family members or whoever you encounter first thing in the morning or just being mad at yourself. Um, slow down. You know, you don't want to stub your toe or get in a confrontation that you'll regret. Um, just slow down, ask yourself, what is the anger trying to teach me? What is the anger telling me? Let me look at that and breathe. So the moon enters Taurus at 1250 PM. So we have that Aries moon void, of course, mid morning through that point in time. Great time to walk in the woods, do some exercise your body is familiar with. And uh, the other thing that's going on once it enters Taurus is that we have two days um, that are really good days to remind you to be in nature, to get into the physical appreciation of your body and senses, and to really be in the human form. Because this is something we only get to do when we're physically alive. And often we're not paying as much attention or giving as much gratitude to being physical as we could. And even if the body hurts, love your body. Because the more love 
you give to your body, the better your body will feel. And now I turn it over to Susie. Love, love, love that body. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> love my physical body and love the earth body too. We can extend ourselves and see the earth as ourself as well. Okay, let's jump into our meditation. Thank you so much, Pam. And as we go in, as always, if everyone can just take a nice seat where they can be nice and still and nice and quiet and just gently closing your eyes and coming into a place of stillness. Now, as we take a few deeper breaths, just taking the time to just be present, just arrive, just be here now. And as we settle in, feeling that stillness and feeling as we are now in the Northern Hemisphere coming into the spring, just feeling the ground underneath our feet and whether we are physically able to do that or not, right now just imagining, just visualise, see yourself And as we know so well, when we imagine us and when we do see ourselves, we actually are creating that frequency in our body. So just visualize that you're able to be sitting on the ground, perhaps on a beautiful grassy patch in a meadow surrounded by forest or perhaps on a beach. But just visualize and feel yourself literally making contact with the ground perhaps we can even visualize ourselves as being naked and just feeling the earth feeling the beautiful warmth that's beginning to come now underneath our feet underneath our bottom as we're sitting and feel the earth And let's remember now that we are a part of earth. We are born of the earth. We are the earth. We're not separated in any way. Just welcome again that connection. Remind ourselves that we are of the earth, of the air, of the water. And if you can almost visualize yourself like you're plugging back into the electromagnetic field of the earth because we get so scrambled with all of the EMF radiation and sitting in front of computers and cell phones and all of that horrible radiation. Just visualize now that as you plug back into earth, you're being recalibrated. You're being retuned back retuned back into the frequency of the earth, which is that of growth, that of harmony, that of being centred and grounded. And as we're plugging back in, you can almost feel your heart just 
regulating back to a rate, to a speed that is grounded and centred. And the earth field is so powerful and so strong, at the same time so subtle, profound and subtle, and always there, always there for us, our home our structure, our foundation. Visualize yourself now with every breath, synchronizing with the heartbeat of the earth. If you visualize that Inside of the earth, there is a giant iron core crystal, a giant heart, a giant magnet that is pulling us towards her in every moment of every day. She is hugging us, holding us, supporting us, protecting us, nurturing us. And feel that pull, that pull that we, we call gravity. Visualize that as the pull of the mother holding you, loving you, grounding you, recalibrating you, healing you every single day. And as she holds us, she reminds us of this life as a human of this life as an animal on this planet, as an intelligent, creative being, and that we are here now together as a vast and large human population. We are here now all together at this time with our intelligence, with our creativity, to be here in harmony, to be here in balance, to open our ears and open our eyes, open our hearts and recognise this exquisite balance, this exquisite homeostasis that is there in our bodies every day, that is there in the world every day. And it is through our morals and through our ethics, through our understanding of justice, through our compassion, our loving kindness, through our understanding and patience, through our conflict resolutions, through all of the ways that we can intelligently and kindly bring to our world justice and peace and balance and know, we all know, that this is the, the way of nature. These are the so-called laws of nature, that we are all part of this constantly moving changing world 
that is always coming back to balance, that it is a part of our ability to bring this into play every single moment. And as we feel that now in our bodies, just feeling our bodies, knowing that we are in that space. And as we gently take a few deeper breaths, recognising within ourselves, recognising that this energy is the underlying innate energy of our world. As we tap into that energy in Mother Earth, as we tap into that energy within ourselves, and as we do it, we become grounded, we become centred, we deepen into that energy field. And we can feel the confusion or the fear just dissipating, just becoming neutral as we deepen into that place of equilibrium and peace. And the deeper we go into it, the more and more any disturbing states of mind, any confusion just dissipates, just melts like the snow on a warm spring day. And we have clarity. We have peace of mind. We have understanding and we have energy. Energy to move forward, to bring into action to do things in our world for the highest good. Ever so slowly, we begin to open our eyes, take a few deeper breaths and come to this place now with gentleness and peace as we share this, share these wonderful frequencies with the world at large. Thank you so much, everyone. Blessings for the new moon. Blessings to my dear friend Pam and to everyone out there. Thanks so much. Love now. You have been listening to Susie Mazzoli and Pamela Cuccinell of activespirituality.life. If you've enjoyed this program, consider a donation. You can find the link for that, activespirituality.life. Regardless, we look forward to having you join us again for next week's podcast. Please share and have a great week.